Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ciresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students. You'll get tips from experts. And occasionally, you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself. Find your purpose. Find your people and pursue you fearlessly. So I want to introduce you guys to my nephew, Brandon Harris. Brandon is a recent graduate at the U of I, and he graduated um, as a certified teacher here in Illinois, and he's a, he was a math major mm-hmm. his college career there. Yeah. And some recent things have been coming up for him, and we're going to be talking about those things with him. We're going to be talking about you know, graduating and starting to pursue your career, what that looks like, and some of the stresses, fears, anxiety that comes along with that, and also some of the excitement, joy, and fun that comes along with finally graduating college. Yeah. Like, it's a mixture, I imagine, of both. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's constant anxiety, um, which you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot about that. Um but it's, I, I mean, I feel like it's necessary thinking about, like, why I'm feeling that way. Because um, I feel like if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing anything to take that next step. So you think the anxiety um, is, like, fuel? I do. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about, like, what we were going to talk about today on the drive here and, like, and, and trying to make sense of, like, what I was feeling. Um, and, I mean, there, there are just moments where I, I'm i like, God, this sucks, like, to go through this. But also then I was thinking about how I felt that way when I first um, got to school four years ago. And I was, like, going through the same stuff. And then four years later, I can tell that story, like, oh, it's just a part of the process the transition process? The transition process, yeah. Okay, so um, take us back, um, take us all back to what what was going on four years ago when you just started school. When like I how, first when I first got there, yeah. Um, I didn't like the, I mean, I had trouble transitioning, definitely. So I didn't. Tell I, us about that. Because in just a few weeks, well, Alyssa's going to, my daughter Alyssa's going to be transitioning. Yeah. And all of her classmates and uh-huh. hundreds of thousands of other students but in August, so many people are going to be transitioning. Yeah. So what was that transition like for you? Just give us a brief. Um, it, was, it was just weird for me because I spent so much time in junior high and high school and my entire life making all these friends. And then we all just left each other. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to make any other new friends. Mm-hmm. So when I went to school, I didn't really go in with the open. I, I keep comparing it to like kindergarten, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to kindergarten and you're like, do you want to be my friend? And you're <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Let's be friends. Um, and it's so much easier in kindergarten. So much easier in kindergarten. You can't like, do that. Do you want to play with the Legos? There's no judgments in kindergarten. Yeah, they're like, great. You're playing with the Legos. And then the next guy's playing baseball. You're like, I'll do that. I'll do that. What's your favorite color? <laughs> yeah. So, but um, I didn't go into uh, college with that mindset. Um, and I think that's why I had trouble transitioning. I kind of felt lonely at first. Um, spent a lot of time with myself, which was good, but that got old, especially like 
on a social in a social environment. Yeah. So that. So U of I is very social. Yeah. A lot of pressure to be social, I would say too. Yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing on there's a lot of um, students having this pressure to be social. Yeah, it's like FOMO. Yeah, and to have a particular kind of social experience. Uh Great. So what's interesting to me is you're saying now you're having a similar experience. Four years later, graduating. How old are you? 22. 22. Yeah. That's more more mature. And what are you feeling that's similar then to now? Um, God, it's it's so similar. It's it's the same feelings, um, just different experience, I would say. So, like, for me, I want to get to the city. That's that's what I want to you do. You live in the suburbs of Chicago I live right in now. the suburbs, yeah. Um, and I my goal is to get to the city. Just, like, my goal was to go to a party school and join a fraternity and all this stuff because I heard it was fun. And I hear that the city is fun. Ah. So that's what I want to do. So you want to um, move... So one of your priorities right now is... Finding a way to move into the city. Yeah. And how does that impact career choice? And, like, what's going on with your with your life right now? Okay. Okay, so you graduate college. Graduate. What do you do next? Because um, well, you've, been, you've been teaching. I've been teaching, yeah. So I um, have been going through a transition with that, too. I've, I've kind of decided, I did decide recently to make a career change. Yeah, wait, wait, I love this. Yeah. You're making a career change. Career change. <laughs> you haven't had a oh, career God. yet. Yeah, okay, yeah. Pot- <laughs> potential career change. Okay. So um, you were a math major? I was a math major. I had I got a minor in education, okay. secondary education, which is high school. Um, and so... What made you do that? A few things. I, well, I think the what drew me to that is I, I really wanted to coach. Because um, I was always into sports, and I, I loved high school. High school was really fun. So, I mean, when it came down to it, and I I didn't, I guess I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I was going away to school. But I knew I was really good at math, and I enjoyed high school, and I wanted, and I enjoyed sports, and I wanted to coach. Um, so you followed the things that you were good at and you loved to do. Yes. It's um, a great starting point. Mm-hmm. But... I just didn't like the teaching experience like I thought I would. So you taught in January. You started a what? What my student teaching? Student teaching. Student teaching. Yeah. So I had one full semester student teaching. I had um, ten weeks with the classroom by myself, talking to parents directly by myself, um, grades and stuff. But pretty much like the sole you teacher of the, the class- classroom. Yeah, for okay. ten weeks. That's um, a long time. It was. And, and how old? I did freshman through senior. Wow. Yeah, so I had one class that were freshman, sophomore, another class that was. Was that weird? Because you're not it that much older weird. than them. The juniors and seniors was weird. Yeah, because you're weird. about to. You know, I mean, you're not that much. Yeah, and they're going away to school and stuff, so it was kind of weird. That was my water bottle for anyone who's wondering what that squeaky <laughs> noise was. <laughs> like, I was trying to be really quiet, and I was like. <laughs> so here you are. Four years older than some of these students teaching them. Yeah. And you didn't love that. Um, I don't know. It, I, could, I couldn't pinpoint one thing that I didn't like about mm-hmm. it, and which, which 
made it even more difficult for me because I like to be like, I don't like this because this. And then right. helps me make sense and justify not doing it. Yeah, our mind likes to make sense out of things. Okay. But what you're saying is there's just something not sitting right with you. I think for me, um, and again, like I, someone could be listening that is going into teaching and it has nothing to do with teaching. It has to do with me. Of course. Right? Of course. So I don't think I want to um, bring work home a lot. And I think that was a big thing for me. So I was bringing work home every night and I was working... I mean, I would make sure that I had time for me to work out every day. That's what I wanted two hours Devoted to, to your yeah. your workouts. Correct. Um, but then after that, I mean, I came home and I was working till bedtime every day. And it was just like that until Friday. And as soon as Friday hit, I noticed like every week I was like, all right, forget everything that I just did for the whole week. Like, just let it go. Go do whatever you want to do. Um, and I didn't like pick that up until Monday morning again. So what I hear you saying is the, the balance was off for you. Yeah. And even, okay, this part I'm totally extrapolating and making up, Okay. but even when you were doing what you were doing, it wasn't all that fun. Like, because often if we have our joy meter on, right. And we're doing the work, mm -hmm. like, we might not particularly love working into the late hours or in the evening. Yeah. But if you're really loving what you're doing, it offsets that part mm -hmm. of I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. Were you having that at all or none of that was going on? None through? of that. Yeah. Like the work I was doing, I was staring at the clock, like waiting to like to just Dreading get it done. It. Yeah. But and 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 this is I guess where I'm starting to think, okay, I don't want to go into teaching. I know that. But then I'm thinking, okay, well, what did I like about it? Right. And I, I realized between the bells during my time in the classroom, I really enjoyed the relationships. That was the best part about it. And that's what kept me doing it and kept me um, convinced that this was for me. Brilliant. So, well, what I'm hearing you now say is you're starting to chisel down to the parts of the job that appeal to you, mm -hmm. which you're, you're narrowing down to building relationships. Yeah. And are you noticing or did you notice that it's building relationships with a particular demographic or because everyone like we're we're human beings. Relationships are important to right. us. Yeah. But what what like can you get even more specific? What about it did you like? That's what I've been trying to figure out, I guess, um, moving forward from there mm -hmm. and moving on um, because now that I'm not going into teaching, I need to figure out what I want, what I want to do with my life. Okay, so so fast forward, we, you decided you're not yes, going to go into yes, teaching. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Spoiler alert! <laughs> so you had a job offer this week, as I yes, understand it. I did. And what was? Tell me more about it. Was it for the school you were working with? It wasn't. Um, they didn't have any openings, but and it's all about the openings. But that district had some other openings, and I I had um, three offers. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool to at least feel wanted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I didn't take any of them. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're doing a high five right now. <laughs> so I just want to pause and celebrate 
you for that courageous choice. Thank you. You had three job offers right out of college. It's hard to get job offers right out of college. Mm -hmm. You just graduated. You get three job offers, and you say no to all of them. Yeah. Like, to all the parents out there who are cringing, like, (laughs) what are you, crazy? I really want to applaud you because I think that's an extraordinarily courageous thing to do because I imagine there's some fear associated with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I ideally wanted a fallback, right? Everyone wants to like a fallback to, I wanted a job where could eventually get me to the city again. That's what I want right now. So wh- why does teaching not get you to the city? Help me understand that. Um, n- doesn't, that's not necessarily the case. It could get me to the city. Um, and if I wanted to teach and be in the city, I would make my next moves based on that, I would say. Yeah, I don't see the connection yet. Like I Between... I, well, I hear you saying, um, if I want to live in the city, I can't teach. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. Or that's not what I believe. Okay. If, I, if that's what it seems like, then that's cool. my mistake. Okay. Um, but... I think it just came down to the fact that I had to, or I came to the realization that I, one thing that I knew is I did not want to teach. And, okay, so no teaching. How did your parents deal oh, with God. that? They were supportive, but if I had... Were you afraid to tell them? Um, By the way, his parent is my mom. Mm-hmm. It's my sister. His mom, mom is my <laughs> sister, and I have not talked to her about this yet. Oh, well, uh, she... She was very supportive, um, and so was my dad. Did you have fear telling them? I like I, you get these job offers. You tell them I get these job offers. They're probably super excited. Yeah, more like, excited than I was. Of course. Yeah. Because we're like, yeah, we don't have to support this <laughs> yeah. kid anymore. And then I was like, oh, maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was feeling to be honest. I, I think. I think getting these the getting the offers made me more stressed than it than it did if I if I wouldn't have gotten any offers. Really? Yeah, because I knew I was going to turn them down even though I never ah. said I was going to turn them down. I knew I was going to. Um great awareness. It would have been easier to not have to face your parents or anyone else. Yeah. And say no. And it and, and you now it came at you right away. You had to face it right away. Yeah. Which is a real gift. And they, I mean, gave me time frame, obviously, like, four, I think it was like four or five days to hear back from, so. Um, the school did? The school did. Okay, so when did you tell your parents, and I told, how'd that go? When did I, I actually had lunch with my mom and Adam, and that's when I told them. It was last. Adam's our producer, if you recognize the name, yes, you guys. Yeah. My brother. And, and Brandon's brother. Um... So I think we had lunch last week. Did you bring Adam along for like support? <laughs> um, I oh, just want. Look at that hear. smirk! <laughs> yes, you did. You didn't want to do it alone. <laughs> I needed some reinforcement. Of course, that makes total sense to me. Okay, yeah. great. So you have Adam there as reinforcement. Yeah. Because he or, did he already know what you were gonna do? He didn't. I mean, I think he did, but I don't think he. You didn't tell him. I didn't but, tell him. But yeah. you'd been talking to him and tell. He knew you had some doubts and fears. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So you tell her, and was she surprised? No. That's one thing that she, she, my other brother, Justin, mm-hmm. um, pretty much my whole family that, like, have, has seen me over the last couple of years, no one was surprised. Yeah. Because we, we can go, see, we can see 
each other more clearly than sometimes we can see ourselves. Yeah. I believe that. Because they were all like, yeah, kind of... It wasn't like in a way that was disrespectful at all, but they were just like, yeah, I mean, I wanted to be supportive, but if I kind of saw that you weren't very Mm -hmm. interested, passionate. So how did that feel after you had those conversations? Better. Relieved. Relieved. But then also I was like, all right, well, let's find a job. Okay, so what are you doing now? What's your plan now? So you're like, I've spent the past four years getting this degree that I'm not going to use. Yeah, great. Great. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> now what? So what are, What have you decided are your next steps? Um, I had, I decided that I first need to figure out what I want. Figure out my priorities. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the other thing. Like, I have had certain priorities for the last two years since I was a junior in college um and at the same time I've kind of I felt like my priority should be my job and it should be something that I'm passionate about and it wasn't I didn't really care what I did for for a while and I and to be honest I still like don't have a passion for anything that I can work towards right now or something that you have passions you just haven't identified how to turn those passions into a career yes thank you all right Um, so tell our listeners if your top three passions mm -hmm. tell me um passion oh you know what it is you don't it doesn't even require a breath you know like what are the top three when you wake up in the morning what are the top three things you're most excited about okay eventually moving to the city Okay, but that's not your passion. Okay, like, well... Once you get to the city, that's going to be done. But, like, what's your passion? What gets you stirred up? What gets you excited? What, um, what lights you up? Every... Competitiveness. So, competition. Yeah. And and then what else? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sports. Sports. Um, but... I mean, I guess I could go hand in hand with competition in a different way. Yeah, but people can compete in other ways besides athletics. So what I hear you saying is you really like competition in relationship to sports. Mm -hmm. And socializing. And socializing. Yeah. And relationship building. Yeah. So what I heard was the thing you loved most about teaching was relationships. Yeah. And then you like sports Uh and you like competition. Now, some people like sports and not like the competitive nature of it. So that's specific and unique to you. Okay. So for those of you who are out there um, listening, like when we're talking about finding our passion, sometimes they're so obvious to ourselves that we don't even realize they're our passion. Like some people, building relationships wouldn't necessarily be a passion or, mm-hmm. or the thing they take out of the job that they love. Okay. Um, but for you, that's it. So it's really easy for us to not see the thing that is unique to us. Like for me, I, I, I like to coach people and talk with people and, and, you know, help people cultivate self-awareness and consciousness and all that stuff. And I've been doing that since I was like eight. <laughs> and so it never occurred to me as a thing. It was just what I did. It was my part of who I am. So I want us to recognize that the, the things that we're really good at or really genius at, those are the things we're most passionate about. And we can actually have permission to follow those and do those things in the world. 
So for you, sports. Yeah. And yeah. so what what did you do in college connected to or related to those things? Sports, competition? Not enough, I would say. I, I, when and why I, not? When I first went into, and I haven't really talked about this with a lot of people. Not a lot of people know this, but um, when I first went to school, and this is going to sound really stupid. You're going to slap me just after you hear this. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I slap you now. No. <laughs> okay, go. My, I was so drawn to sports management, mm-hmm. and I never pursued it ever. Because? Um, because I just, for some reason, thought it'd be, like, hard to make it big or, like, I don't know. I, I just so didn't think it'd be... some belief that you couldn't actually make it big? Make it big or make, or make have a lot of opportunities to make money with it. I'm doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing hand gestures. You can't see it on the podcast. Nice. Um... He's, he's mimicking my hand gestures. Yeah. And for those of you who know me, know that I use my hands a lot. It's a big joke. And he just caught himself doing this gesture that I'm doing with my fingers. But go on. Um, so this belief you had. Like, I can't, yeah. I, I can't actually do this thing in sports management and make a viable career. Yeah. So why bother pursuing it? Yeah. That's, I guess, how I felt. Even though it was a major at my school. And, like, I, took, I actually did take a class on it, um, which was interesting. Um, I don't know. I just had doubts in it for no reason. And then, and think, and like what I was going into was like teaching, which is like such a secure, supposed to be such a secure job. So like I felt security in that. Mm -hmm. Um, so you got, so like, okay, I want to pause here because this is such a common theme. mm -hmm. Do I pursue something I'm really attracted to, drawn to, passionate, excited about, but might be risky mm-hmm. in my mind only. Yeah. Or do I pursue some pursue something that is more potentially stable? Yeah. Which we also don't actually entertain the idea that that could also be risky. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in your head, right? It's all in your head. So you had a belief that this is r- too risky mm-hmm. and you were unwilling to take the risk your fear about that being true was greater than your desire to push through it, which is totally fine. Yeah. It's not a judgment, but it's just what occurred. Yeah. And then you ended up pursuing this other thing. And I'm guessing all along school was really hard for you. Yes. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't enjoy my classes. Yeah. Which sucks because I spent a lot of money taking them. You, and a lot of time. And a lot of time. And they were probably hard. They It made it more hard that I d- wasn't engaged in them. Right. I mean, doing doing bare minimum to be what I think is successful um, and then coping by going out and partying, partying and all that other stuff, which that stuff was fun. And I'm glad I was able to experience it, um, but you could have experienced it and be doing the things you love to be doing. Definitely, at the same because time. I, I would see my friends doing that. I would see my friends, even people that were like really into finance. If you're really into finance, I had a couple friends that studied finance and they really enjoyed it, and they were also able to um, 
party and have fun and yeah. let loose. But they weren't doing it. They weren't doing it to disappear or ignore um, something. No. Or avoid. Yeah. But you're, what I'm hearing you say is you kind of were consistently having this experience where you weren't really enjoying yourself and then you would go party to distract yourself from not liking what you did. And so I want to pause there. How many of you have done that? I think we all do that. Mm -hmm. How many of you are doing that now? And maybe Brandon has a little something to teach you. And I also want to um, talk real quick about this idea that we pursue what we think is a reliable or secure career because we want to feel secure. And it's not a guarantee either way. Yeah. Right. So um, another, I, I want to put an exclamation point on the fact that you chose to not take a job in the field you spent four years. Yeah. Because most of us would not have the courage to do that. Most of us would say, we should just give it a try. I spent all this time. Um, It's dumb to give up this opportunity. There's all these other voices, I'm sure, that were running in your head. Yeah. And how did you combat those voices? Um, For me, I feel like it's just been a long time coming. That's what I keep telling myself. You were ignoring it all throughout school. I was ignoring it all, and I was convincing myself otherwise. So it actually took some, like, so I graduated a month ago, a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did it take me this long? Why did it take a job offer for me to realize, okay, now you have to actually decide? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also because it took some time. I was convincing myself that this is the path that I should go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I felt like I brainwashed myself almost. Mm -hmm. We do that. And I had to undo that and get down to what I really wanted to do or or what I really didn't want to do. Um, So I think it did take some time to undo that as well. Which is a really um, good strategy, too. Sometimes we don't know what we want to do, but just knowing what you don't want to do helps. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you narrow down, I don't want to do this. And I think it's fair to say that you've spent all this time studying. You student taught for, you know, five months. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've had a fair amount of experience to, see. to, to check it out. Yeah. So um, what's now? What are you going to do now? <laughs> and um, I don't mean it like, what job are you going to do? Yeah. Like, what are you doing to support yourself in unraveling, um, finding what it is, finding your path? I'm, I'm finding, um, I actually listed my priorities. Um, and this is one thing that I was actually really excited to talk about is I felt like I've had priorities that shouldn't be my priorities. You were judging your priorities. I was totally judging my priorities. Like what I talked about getting to the city, that was... You really want to get to I the get city. I get to the city. That was one. Um, That's like top of your list. It is. Um, and What do you think you're going to get when you get to the city? A pot of gold and... <laughs> <laughs> like a little leprechaun. I don't know. I, I just... I think... What's in the city that you don't have now in the suburbs? I, well, for one, I like the structure. I like walking. 
I like I like the idea to walk and to get around places like that. Public transportation. I hate driving, um, and the social life. Um, I don't. I guess like I don't. I don't know. Just whenever I'm down here, I always just tell myself I want to live here. So energy. Energy. Do you tell yourself you want to live here, or do you hear yourself? Think I want to live here. I hear myself think yeah. I want to live here. I don't, I, yeah. I just wanted to catch that. Yeah, thank you. Because sometimes we have these voices that come in and through us, mm-hmm. and then sometimes we have those voices saying, you should do this. The you should is was the teaching for a long time. Yeah. For three years. Um, so that's what that was for a long time. And I can definitely tell the difference now. Yeah. That's huge. It's huge to be able to notice the difference between your should voices and your like organic want desire voices. So good for you for recognizing that. All right. So one priority is getting to the city. Yeah. And what what other things are you focused on right now to unravel and figure out your next steps? Um, well, then I start thinking about okay, if that's my first priority, then what job is going to what what jobs can I look at that'll get me to the city? Um, and so you need money to get to the city. I do need money. Yeah. Okay. So money is also another priority of mine. If I'm not making enough money, then I won't be able to get to that first priority. You won't be able to afford an apartment and all that stuff. And so that's another thing that I was judging myself for because I've heard it countless times throughout college and even in high school when I'm deciding what I'm going into and everyone's telling you don't do anything for the money. So I became, so I wanted to go into teaching because no one does teaching for the money. I just listened to... Wait, people said don't do it for the money? Don't... Don't pursue something. Don't pursue a career for just because of the money. Right. Well, that's... I would I would agree with that. I would agree, too. Um, but I would also like to express that I... I think don't doing some... Not doing something for the money for the fancy cars and for the fancy clothes and, and more expensive things, tangible things, is one thing. But I feel comfortable um, pursuing a career that would help me make enough money so I can live where I want to live. To provide a lifestyle. To provide the lifestyle to to get myself in the environment that I want to live in. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally think so that right there's a difference. So right now, that feels like a difference to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to look for a job. You're not going to look for a career. You're going to look for a job that helps get you an opportunity to live in the city. Yeah. And then what do you imagine doing? Um, well, and I, I don't think I'd... T- I want to point out, I don't think I'd take any job that comes my way. I, I mean, I would still have to make that dis- make a decision, make sure it's something that like I know what I'm getting into. And I, and I think um, at least for... I would I'm I would say two years I I would feel happy being in that position, um, and so the, you're you're not looking for any old job. You want to find a job that you're going to actually enjoy. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then when I start thinking about those jobs, then I start thinking about my skills and what um, what I liked out of the experiences that I've had so far and what I'm good at. Um, so. 
we talked about relationships. I want to be able to um, talk to people and interact with people. Mm-hmm. I worked at a, a desk job for the last four summers. How'd you like that? I, I know. I mean, I, I, I liked the experience, but what I got out of the experience is I know I don't want to just sit at a desk. And everyone says that. Not everyone. A lot of people I've talked to say that. You don't want to just sit at a desk all day. Some people do. So, I mean, it's not wrong to me. I just... Um, for you, you want a, you, you don't want a desk job. Yeah. And I've been doing it for f- four summers, yeah. you know, so... You've identified that. You've identified, like, relationships, sports, competition. Yeah. So, um, then I started thinking... It's just so much reflection. I started thinking about, okay, if I do like competition, then maybe go into sales. You know, maybe do something on commissions-based. Because if it, it is competition-based, then you might enjoy it. Yep. Um, so, I I don't really um, know right now. And you don't know. I don't think it's important to know what the job is right now. What I'm curious about is... What are, how are you setting yourself up mm. while you're pursuing, you know, figuring out the path? So what I hear you saying is you don't want to stay at home. You want to, you're, because some, some students are like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to stay at home for a year or two and figure it I'll out. Figure it out. I'm hearing you say, no, I'm clear. I want to move into the city, find a way to support myself while I'm figuring it out. Yeah. So this is a big priority is like lifestyle, setting myself up. And then what other steps, like for those, for others who are listening in right now, um, what would you tell them about what you plan to do about setting yourself up to get on that path? Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, we talked about priorities and before we move past that, one thing I just want to say is we talked about me judging myself or used to judge myself for, for how superficial those priorities were. And one thing I just want to say is I think it, it won't work unless you're being, um, completely in touch with who you are with who i am Mm -hmm. um and so once those judgments went away that's when i decided not to teach and that's when i was excited to move forward and be like okay you're brandon harris right now you want to make enough money to get to the city so what are your next steps to get that yeah so once that judgment when you let left. go of that yeah. and you became open. Then I started what I think would get me there. So I got on like LinkedIn, um, buffed up buffed up the profile. Page I don't even know what that is. What's buffed up? I can um, imagine what that is. Just, I don't know, um, just making myself look good. Um, What's buffed up? Is there, it an app, a workout app? No, no, no. Buff it up. Like, like... Uh, like LinkedIn is the is the site, uh-huh. and then you have a profile. So if you were to, if you were to, oh, you buffed up your profile. Buffed up the profile. Oh, I thought buffed up was like like a workout, <laughs> like an app, <laughs> like got on Tinder, the buffed up app. Buffed up, no. like something like that. Okay, got it. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone listening is rolling their eyes. <laughs> like what is she talking about? All right, so you 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 you. you you improved yeah. your LinkedIn profile. Improved my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I got it. Um, and then I just started looking. So you're going to start networking? Yeah, just start networking. Um, looking at jobs, again, based on just what my priorities were. I looked at location, um, looked at 
consulting positions because I know that consultants work with people. Um, looked at sales positions. Like those are the two that I'm looking at right now. There's just so many jobs available that like I didn't think were a possibility. Yes. Now your mind is open. So you're seeing more stuff. Yeah. And I'm excited about it now. Yeah. This is good. Follow the excitement. Yeah. And we don't actually know where it's going to take you. And that's, I think, cool. I, I, I've never thought like this before. Um, I've always just had like a set plan. Um, cause I, I, I don't like flying by the seat of my pants. I like to have everything mapped out in mm-hmm. my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So nothing really catches me off guard. So seeing it, um, in this light is interesting to know that everything is going to be okay. Do you believe that? I do. I do, but also I have a good support system too. Mm -hmm. Um, That's good to acknowledge and notice. Yeah, because I think I'm, I mean, not everyone has a support system, Mm -hmm. you know. So I still compare it. I keep going back to how, how it felt when I was first in school, not necessarily the feeling and not necessarily, um, the, the issues that Mm -hmm. I faced. Um, but it just has that feeling like it's part of the process now that I went through it in school where I had to go through kindergarten again. Mm -hmm. You're going through kindergarten again now. Yeah. It's the same exact experience. Mm -hmm. And what you're noticing is the quality, the way you're being with that experience is the same, even though the, the actual experience is different. Mm-hmm. There's still that, the fear, the uncertainty, the doubts, all of that is rising up again. Yeah. Because you're stepping into the unknown again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to handle it a little differently. Well, I hear you are handling it differently. Yeah, but it's not over yet. <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, but it's never over. <laughs> right, like life is a constant unfoldment. Yeah. And what I hear is that you're excited about it now, which feels really different. It's a different yeah. quality. And um, that you're open about like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But it sounds fun. Like something's going to happen. And I trust that whatever happens is going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also been cool to see that. Like, I mean, every, every part of my life, not taking it, taking it back. Every part of my education, because education moves towards a career. Mm -hmm. At least it, it has for me. Um, has been so structured. Mm -hmm. So it's been like, Take these classes, take these AP classes, you'll get these credits. There's like a purpose. There's a purpose for everything. So it's like, you're going to major in math, minor in education, you're going to be a teacher. And then you're going to live happily ever after. And then you're going to live happily ever after. So you've been going along, playing that game. Yeah. All along, knowing something's just not right for me in this. For some people, that's the perfect formula. Yeah. But what I hear you saying is you're now doing this time in your life a little bit differently. I will, I'm going to call it a little more consciously. Mm-hmm. You're, you're using your self-awareness. You're becoming aware 
of who you really are and how you want to be in the world. Mm -hmm. And you're using that information to choose differently at this stage in your life. Yeah. Was actually exactly what we're all about here (laughs) at at YOU University. (laughs) Like we think your education is all about learning more about you. Yeah. And that's something that I, I, I wish I did more of throughout the process. And I guess I got to this point where I'm starting it now. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's like, I wish I was able to take those classes that I didn't and, and go into the field that I didn't initially. Okay. So would you be willing to take any of those classes now? I don't, I don't want to take any more classes. You don't want to take any more classes? <laughs> Not right now. Well, I, I just want to get my career start. Or I want to, I want to go make some money. I want to go do those things that I've been waiting to do for the last four years. And do, do, has the thought of going back to school at another time ever occurred to you? It's just occurred for, to me right now, so I'm wondering what's um, occurred to you. I've thought, what if, um, and it, always, it, it keeps going, that sports management is always just something that's been in the back of my mind. Um, so it's always been like, well, what if you have the opportunity to go back to school? Or in other words... I want to rephrase that. Um, what if you need to go back to school in order to get into that field? Yes. And so I think I would definitely be open to that, but it just depends on what's going on in my life at the time. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I would do that right now. Yeah, well, what I hear you saying is I'm not ready now. Yeah. And, and that makes sense to me. You might need a break. Mm-hmm. You might need some space to yeah. do some other things. And there's lots of ways in which you can create that experience for you without actually going back to a traditional school right. there's like so i just want to hold um this big idea that you are being a really um conscious creator of your life and i want to honor all the courage it took for you to make these decisions right now um and really like support you in whatever it is you're creating on this next journey, next next part of your journey. Um, because I think this is one of the hardest times in our lives. Like we think we need to have it all figured out and it looks like other people really have it figured out. Like I make up a story, you might've taken that job in another lifetime and everyone else would be like, oh, Brandon's got it all figured out. Exactly. And I bet there's, you have a lot of friends and classmates who are taking jobs that aren't, necessarily what they want to do but they're doing it because they think they should Mm -hmm. and there's no problem with it we don't want to make anyone wrong about doing that but what i'm seeing is you're like really consciously creating your experience yeah and and i was really close to doing that i i can't imagine how you didn't i was very very close to doing that and because it would have given you financial independence yeah you could have probably moved out yeah there's all sorts of these things that like are attractive. Mm-hmm. So your ability to say no is an incredibly brave and strong thing to do. Because now you're basically starting over. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that after four years of college and a <laughs> diploma. They're like, I want my job, I want my career, I want to start my life. Yeah. So I just want to put an exclamation point on the fact that you are starting your life. You're starting it in a much... Um, in a really self-aware, conscious way. Mm-hmm. And 
It doesn't look as neat and tidy as some other ways might look, but I know you're going to get exactly where you need to be and exactly where you want to be. And so I want to thank you for sharing this part of your story with us because I know I'm actually talking to a ton of uh, students right now, lots of grad, a couple of graduates and then a couple of students who are in school now and everyone's sitting back there thinking, I don't know if I want to study this, but this person told me I should, or my college counselor told me I should, or my mom told me I should, or I feel like I should. So the fact that you are catching your shoulds now, choosing something different, it's a big deal. And I want to thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you. And I can't wait to see what you do. I know. I I am excited. I'm excited to... um to not have that structure for once. I think it's going to be cool to see that um, you don't necessarily have to go to school for an exact purpose and follow one path. Um, you have some freedom. Yeah, you have some it's freedom. freestyle. Yeah. You're dealing with people. It's not It's not a system, you know. So one piece of advice for um, someone out there who's having similar thoughts as you had, like, I'm not so sure this is what I want. Yeah. Um, I would just say, just, just try to get in touch with who you are and what you want and be as authentic as possible or else it won't work. And once you realize what you want, um, decide what you, what you can do from this point right now, next steps to get that. Uh, that's the best piece of advice. Like once you know what you want, decide from this point forward. You can't look back and go, oh my God, I spent all this time. I should do this. Yeah. Just now I have this information. So from this point, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And that's like with anything. Awesome. Right? It's like with anything. I want a piece of candy. What am I going to do? Go get a piece of candy. <laughs> This is like your candy, yeah. your career candy. Yeah. So that was a high five. That was not a slap, by the way. Yeah. High five. I like that. From this point forward, what am I going to do with this new information? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So do you feel free to pursue you the way Brandon is learning to? That's what this conversation was all about to me. For sure, Brandon had a ton of fear, which makes perfect sense to me. And while he allowed that fear to keep him from pursuing what he wanted at first, he's not continuing to let his fear control him in this now moment. And now is really the only moment that really matters. So what are you afraid to admit or pursue or go for? Is your fear getting in your way? Are your shoulds or someone else's shoulds controlling you? Take a moment this week and check in with yourself. What are you doing because you believe you should? Or what are you avoiding because you're afraid to? Maybe drop us a line and let us know. And until next time, enjoy your moments and thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, 
I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, 4 to 5 Central Time. It's a place to gather together, to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.